0: What's up guys? Got a lot for you today. Today we're gonna to talk about Fury versus Wilder part two. We're gonna talk about Miles Garrett coming back from the NFL, and what are you guys watching? All that and much more on this episode of All You Can Stream. Stay tuned. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to All You Can Stream. I'm your host Denzel. Hopefully you're having a wonderful day. Let's jump into it. Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Not as pleasing as the other fight. It wasn't as entertaining. Uh, it seemed like by like round round three, uh, Tyson Fury had the, the first knockdown. And that's when you started to see the, the fight shift a little bit. By round five, Tyson started to show his dominance, and that's when the end was near. Because as we know, round seven, uh, Tyson Fury run by uh, TKO. It was disappointing just as much as the, the Jake Paul and the Gibbs fight. I thought it was gonna go a little longer. Well, I wanted it to go a little longer, but when when the bell rang, um, Jake was in there, man. He was in there all the way. Um, I don't think Gib really had a chance after that. He he came in strong, but it just no. You can just tell that it, it wasn't his night. He didn't have it. Yeah, same thing with this. Uh, Deontay Wilder got rocked a few times. He got the headshot and the third round. I don't know if it was clean. A lot of people haven't been talking about it. To me, it kind of looked like he hit him in the, in the back of the head. I was iffy on that one, but the the body shot in the fifth round. That I was clean, locked him down. No questions asked about that one. And like I said before, that's when Tyson Fury really started to, to steal the show. And then, um, <laughs> in the sixth round, when he licked his neck, that was so unsanitary. Like, I know the guy said he wanted to taste blood, that's cool and all, but dude, that's so gross. He licked blood and sweat off of this dude. Personally, I would never in like willingly ingest someone's else's bodily fluids you know like blood at that like come on dude that's just that's very that's disgusting man oh my gosh i can't believe he did that but you know hey he's a man of his word so hey said he was gonna do it he did it but the best thing about this fight was the, the sportsmanship shown between these two guys at the end i mean Especially after the first fight, there was like a lot of, you know, even before the first fight, there was a lot of, you know, back and forth and a lot of, you know, trash talk. But um, the second time around, they seemed like they they showed the respect for each other that they've always had. It was really nice to see that. And that's one thing I really like about sports, when people show good sportsmanship, and, and that was a great display of that. So um, now we're going to transfer over to the NFL. This Miles Garrett situation, man, is coming back and... Everyone's talking about what happened back in November. There's so much that I want to talk about with this. It's not even just the incident of itself. It's just the underlying stuff that's happening with the incident and how the NFL is handling this incident. So for those of you that I don't know, Miles Garrett was um, suspended from the NFL for hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with his uh, with Mason Rudolph's own helmet. He was suspended for the rest of the season, which I think was like six games, four to six games. But now he's back. His reasoning for why he did what he did is because Miles uh, Mason Rudolph called him the N word, and a lot of people are saying that Miles Garrett is just reaching. He's just trying to save his career, trying to save his character because he could have killed Mason Rudolph. He he could have seriously injured him. So a lot of people aren't even you know taking that as an excuse. The NFL said that they looked into this matter, right? And uh, I looked into some articles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some stuff to you that I found. So I looked into the articles and um, the NFL, they investigated and uh, they said that they have no evidence of Mason Rudolph saying that. And I found an article um, on profootballtalk.com. NFL says, we checked with the officiating crew, including the ref who was on top of the play and ensuing aftermath. NFL VP of Communications Brian McCarthy told PFT via email, no player on either team came forward to say they heard him say. There was also no indication of players saying they heard him say it in their postgame comments. And then uh, the article also states, of course, Garrett said that he heard it and Rudolph has denied saying it. The League, which has resolved multiple factual disputes like this within the context of the personal conduct policy, has skilled interrogators who know how to ask probing questions and know how to access the credibility of those being questioned. The League could have met with Garrett and Rudolph in an effort to resolve which man is telling the more believable story. So they have no evidence they're saying no one said anything about this they reviewed it they investigated it nothing right but personally i think this is bullshit because the NFL has a whole series. They have this whole thing called Miked Up. It's a series on YouTube. You can go just type in Miked Up. It's just videos of compilations of just the, the games that happened that week and players just having conversations or whatever was said during that game. You can hear what was said on the sideline. You can hear what was said on the field. And it's just like, I know that they had film for that game, right? They had film, they have audio for that game. So it's like, Maybe, okay, so maybe they did go through that, right? And they didn't find anything. They didn't hear anything, okay? Or maybe they didn't even bother to go through that footage. You know, like who knows? Who, who knows? But on on that, that argument, that, that premise, I guess you would have to believe that if they didn't find anything and they went through that resource, then I guess he didn't say it, right? But I found another article by the Akron Beacon Journal. And it headlines that the title of the article is called, "X browns GM, John Dorsey, says Miles Garrett told him right away, Mason Rudolph used a racial slayer. Alright, and then in the article it also goes down... and, and the GM, uh, you know, John, he talks about uh, his relationship with Miles Garrett, and then he said like they're, they're um, he, he told them right away, and then the also talked about a uh, another person that he's uh, very close with, that's uh, a part of the team, and they said that they knew about it, right, and then also the article states in Miles Garrett's defense, it says that uh, when asked why he didn't mention it after the game, Miles said, I didn't because I would have been reaching for justification at the time. And also uh, later on, it says uh, I wanted to take it to the NFL. This is what Miles says. And also he said that he's been told not to reach out to the media to discuss the situation at the time. So, there's all this stuff going on right and he wants to say it but he didn't say it at the time he's and he's been instructed to not say anything so of course he's not going to say anything right and that's the nfl you know they want to protect their reputation too because you know they want to make it seem like that they have players that says this stuff and does this stuff and they don't want to make it seem like they condone that kind of behavior so of course, they want to keep it under wraps and like try to control the the um the situation as much as possible. So that's understandable. But um a lot of people are not believing Miles because he waited this long to say something and he's only saying something because he's coming back. But apparently he claims that he told people, so people knew about it, but everyone just kept on under wraps, which again, understandable. So Who knows? You know, there's a lot of speculation, but it's just like who knows. But for the sake of the situation, it would have been best to address it right when the situation happened. And then again, I mean, like we see fights all the time, you know, on video. Whenever a fight breaks out, people catch it. People get it on video. You got to usually have the audio with it. And then during the fight, the people involved in the fight, you can usually hear them say why they're in a fight. You can usually find the reason. Like you go ahead and you watch a fight on YouTube and, and you know people are fighting and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, you were talking all that shit. And yeah, what was all that shit you were talking now? Or don't you disrespect me ever again or Yeah, don't you ever do that again like you can usually like you can usually find out the reason why someone or like people are fighting or see what led up to the fight. And this fight was definitely not out of context. I mean if you go back and watch a fight, one, I, I think it all started when Miles tackled Rudolph because when he tackled him he already got rid of the ball and this is the one thing that I didn't understand yeah here Rudolph already got rid of the ball so the play was over right there so there was no need to put your hands on him because by the time Miles got to him he was already like I don't know like a few steps late you know, it wasn't like a, I couldn't stop my momentum kind of thing. It was just like I mean, he could have just like grabbed them but not take him down to the ground. That was another thing too. He took him down to the ground after that, which was just like unnecessary to me. I would have been upset about that too. But then when Mason Rudolph gets to the ground, you can see that he tries to take off a guy, Miles' helmet, and who knows what it said then? You can't really see their face or their their mouths at even for that point, at that time, and. Again, I, from Miles' standpoint, I can understand why well, that would make me upset, why well, that would make him upset. So he tries to take off Rudolph's helmet, and then Rudolph kicks him in the groin. If you will, go back and watch the footage, watch it carefully. He puts his foot between his legs and he presses in there, he puts force into it. So, and then after that, that's when Miles just went off. But no one. No one seemed to bring that up. No, I guess no one noticed, but like I noticed that right away. If you watch it back and make sure you get some footage or make sure you're able to watch it slowly because it happens, but no one ever brought that up. No one ever brought that. No one ever brought up that he kicked him in the groin. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm personally, I've been upset too. I know I wouldn't have taken the guy's helmet off and him in the head with it, but I probably would have, I don't know, like said some shit, you know, like, (laughs) but yeah, I wouldn't have taken it that far. And, as a person that has been called that word before i can understand like the the emotion that he felt but at the same time you have to understand that nothing is going to happen you know he just he just said that word but like no one's going to get in trouble either the only thing that, that's going to happen is if you react physically so you're going to get in trouble if you react physically and your justification of he called me this word isn't really gonna to matter to people because people are gonna be like, oh, you're an adult, you should be the bigger person, this and that, right? So. He should have been, I mean, in, in the moment, yeah, he should have been, you know, more aware of that, but he wasn't, but, um, you know, it's just, you know, that's, I don't know, dude, like, it's, it's a touchy subject, but like I said, as a person that's been called that before, I understand it, but that doesn't mean that you, you have to do that, and I've seen so many videos where uh, people have been called that when they react that way, it's just, I mean, it's like instant justice, yes, you know, it might feel good at the time, but like, in the long run, it doesn't, doesn't do anything, so, yeah, but, but enough of that. Let's move on to something else, man. Um let's talk about the XFL, right? XFL has been pretty exciting. They're trying to change it up. They're trying to distance themselves from the NFL. And it does seem a little better. I like the the uh, the under two minute rule where the clock stops, but they have a little runoff. I think that they call it the comeback, the comeback rule. And then I like the kickoffs. The kickoffs are much better. They actually just had their first kickoff return uh, and it's only week three. So that's cool. I mean, I can't remember the last time I've seen a kickoff return in the NFL. A kickoff return or a punt return. It could have been from this season, but I don't know. It's like it's not memorable, you know. But um, that one's pretty cool. They did the whole uh, end-around thing too. They like, tossed it back. They ran one way, tossed it to the other guy. Then he ran the other way. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I like it so far, man. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? But we're just gonna keep it moving. I want to talk about soccer now. Now, I'm, I'm right off the bat. I will tell you that I am a Manchester City fan. Okay, and Manchester City right now are in some hot water. They just got suspended for two seasons they can't participate into the in the Champions League and what happened here was that they broke some they broke some rules apparently of UEFA regarding the licensing and the financial fair play rules so uh, apparently they they were overstating their revenue and in their their break even accounts so i guess and i saw i'm assuming from my understanding so they can get more money next year or be able to or be able to have more money so they can buy players. I guess that's how they are getting their players. So <laughs> that's crazy to me. But apparently they've been doing that in documents between twenty twelve and twenty sixteen. And I was like, dude, this is crazy because they they won championships within that span. So now people are like, Oh, they cheated, you know, like man, is Manchester City legit? And speaking of cheating in sport, the Houston Astros are still under fire. That's crazy. That's going on right now. My whole thing about that is like, is it really that bad? Because the Patriots did the same thing this past season, the you know, 2019, 2020 season. And people only talked about it for about like two weeks, you know? So it's just like, I think people just. <laughs> I think people pick and choose what they want to be mad at, you know? Because, I mean, I understand, you know, these days we get a lot of information. This is a lot of information overload, right? One thing happens one day and you're just like, oh, whatever, I can't deal with it today. But maybe you feel different another day and you're just like, you know what? I'm sick of this shit, you know? (laughs) So, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it could be that. I don't know because it's like, honestly, I think the difference between the Houston Astros and the New England Patriots is that, the Houston Astros cheated and during live time, they cheated like while they were at the game, right? So they had the feed of the other team's signals being transferred to their dugout. And that's how the batters knew what threat what, th- what kind of throw the pitcher was going to throw, right? But with the New England Patriots, they were spying on the Cincinnati Bengals sideline, but it wasn't during the game right and then of course you know there was spygate before they they were claimed they were allegedly spying on the Indianapolis coast and i, I and i say it that way because i'm a new england patriots fan and it's like fuck dude all my favorite teams get caught in these scandals <laughs> but yeah so they had the spygate before this is not the first time it's happened and nothing happened before and then it happened again and nothing happened again people just talked about it like you know like i said for like two weeks or maybe even a week and then that was it and then they they beat the Bengals and then everybody was like yeah whatever because one it's the Bengals, and then that was another thing. People were like, "Yeah, you don't really need to spy on them to beat them." So it was just like it was just like a you know whatever thing. I understand. Yeah, Houston Nationals, they won a World Series, and the people were trying to think, oh, maybe you know they, they they cheated. So it was like, is that even a legit win? I mean, to me, they're the same case, but I you know I don't really know. I'm not too into baseball, so maybe that's what it is too. Like I'm just like whatever about it, but I just see the similarities between those situations and i'm just like if you guys are going to be that mad about that i guess you guys you should be mad or should have been that mad about the new england patriots too but it doesn't even it doesn't seem that way to me so hey whatever guys but um back to the man city thing so along with being suspended for uh, two years from the Champions League, they also have to pay a 30 million euro fine, which roughly translates to about 32 and a half million uh, US dollars. So that's crazy, man. But honestly, they have about, I don't know how many people on the team. Each person could just, you know, shell out a million dollars and then... If that's not enough, then they can just I don't know reach out to like whoever else is you know has big time money and, and are part of the team, and they could pay that easily. You know what I mean? Like thirty two, thirty two and a half million to professional athletes and like the staff and all that, and like the coaches. Like, there's not really a lot of money. Like I said, you know, it's unlist, it's unrealistic that they would do that. But I'm just saying that's how it could be paid. You know, like everybody just like well, here's here's a million out of your what couple of, like a. Uh, Thousand, you know, hundred million contract, you know, like whatever. But I know everybody on the team don't get paid that much, but I'm just saying, everybody on the team. At least if you're a decent player, you're gonna at least make a million, right? So it's just like I don't know. That's just on and out there. Just, you know, that's that's just some some thoughts I have, but yeah, whatever. So uh, I do want to talk about the Premier League though, and it looks like Liverpool is gonna run away with this bad boy, man. I mean they're seventy nine points clear, uh at first place, and then uh Manchester City is at fifty seven. They kinda look like they're like they're doing that you know they're not they don't look like they're the same team they were last year but liverpool looks like they're picking up from where they left off last year like liverpool was hungry for it last year and they just fell short last year to man city but now this year they're like nah we're picking it up and we're doing this shit so i think i think liverpool got it i think uh manchester city might stay in second place leicester the city they probably stay where they're at, but I think it is going to be a hard-fought battle from, I would say, fourth to eighth place. I would say the points are pretty close. We got, we got Chelsea at fourth place at 44 points. We got Man United, fifth place, 41 points. Tottenham, sixth place, 40 points. Sheffield United, seventh place, 40 points. Wolverhampton Wolves, eighth place, 39 points. Arsenal, ninth place, 37 points. Like, it's anybody's game and I think you can argue that even if you go down to like I think the 12th place spot they have a good shot too like there's going to be a lot of position changes within those. from i would say from like fourth to 12th it's a pretty good it's a pretty good fight between those guys but I think Liverpool got it and Manchester and Leicester City they, they'll be all right but everyone else I think it's a fair game and um Arsenal still seems to be struggling they still seem to have that struggle that they had last year I haven't really been watching their games, but according to what I've been hearing, it's like they they haven't they still haven't gotten it together yet. So I don't know, man. It's cool. But I think Liverpool got it. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. you know, it's a Premier League. It's very dramatic. So, hey, who knows? So now we're going to switch over to another segment on this show that I want to call what to watch. And on this segment, we're gonna just discuss stuff that you you stream. So it could be from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, you know, any streaming sites, you know, like I know Sling TV is pretty popular, but, I don't have sling and I'm just going based off the stuff that I have access to and stuff that I figured that was one of the, like some of the popular streaming sites. And then, you know, pick a movie or a TV show or a few off of those sites and then discuss it, recommend it, and then ask you guys for some recommendations. Let's just get into it, man. So I just finished watching season one of Lock and Key. At first, I thought it was going to be like Narnia because uh, the first key was the Anywhere Key, that the one that we learned about, right? So... You get the anywhere key, and then you can just put the key in the door, and it take you anywhere, right? So I was like, oh, it's kind of like Narnia, like the wardrobe, like the wardrobe takes you to somewhere different. But that was the difference. Narnia, the wardrobe just took you to Narnia, but with the key, it takes you anywhere. But I just made that connection, but I was like, okay, let me just see what this is like. So I thought that was what it it was going to be like. And then as the show go on, you learn about these other keys, and I'm like, oh, yo, this is actually cool. Different keys do different things, and um, the characters were... Characters were well developed. Um, the pacing of the show was pretty nice. It wasn't too wasn't too slow, wasn't too fast. To me, it started off a little slow, so I wasn't as into it. It picked up for me like at episode seven. That's when it started to get real. That's when I started to get more into it. Episode four was kind of like ish It was like I slowly started drama interest in, but the pacing was good enough, and why I didn't have a problem with it too much is because all the scenes seemed to have like reason there wasn't just showing you scene just to show you the scene right it was like every scene at a point i'm pretty good at predicting what's gonna happen in tv shows and movies right so spoiler alert i did predict that rufus mom was the lady that they sent through the door in the cave i i kind of i kind of got that one but i didn't think that Gabe <laughs> was possessed, and I didn't think that the the soul, I guess, of Rufus' mom would like transfer into somebody else. Because I saw something shoot out of the door, and I was like, well, "What is that?" I didn't think it was like a soul or anything, but I saw two. So I'm like, you know, I thought there was like, I thought that was like a defense mechanism of like the portal or whatever. But no, dude, it was actually Rufus' mom, and now she's one of Kinsey's friends and. And then Dodge is actually Kinsey's, I guess, boyfriend because her and Scott decided to be friends. And so I guess she's just going to pursue things with with um, with Gabe, but Gabe like he' trying to get it in somewhere else. So <laughs> it looks like it's a good setup for season two. So should be good. Yeah, in the meantime, I'll talk about some other shows, and that's, that's what this whole segment is about. Oh, and uh, Scott said something in episode four that I'll talk about later in another segment, but um, you're just going to switch over to another streaming service, Hulu. What I've been watching on Hulu is, is a show called Married, and it's starring Judy Greer and, and Nat Faxon, and it's pretty funny. They're, they're a married couple. They have kids, and they're at that stage in their life or the stage in the marriage where they're kind of... Like, they're very used to each other, but they're also trying to, like, I guess they're struggling to, like, keep their, like, identity. So, uh, (laughs) they just do some, like, crazy stuff, and it's just like, wow, is is that what married life is really like? Like, you know, because you see that stuff all the time, like, people are married, and then they try to, like, spice it up, or, like, they do crazy stuff. I don't know, but to me, it seems like they really like lost track of who they were in the marriage, and like they're just struggling with that, but they're, they're trying to get through it together. They're also learning through their friends who are, are married or are going through a divorce, and it's so funny seeing them interact with each other because uh, <laughs> in this one episode, they, uh, they try to get their daughter to spy on their friends that are going through the divorce so they can get their house. It's pretty funny, <laughs> and it's like, um, I wouldn't say, I would say it's a... Uh, it's a sequential show because some of the stuff it's not like you have to watch the other episodes to know what's going on in the next episode, but they do re- they do make references references to it, so it's like you should, but at the same time you don't really have to. They don't like uh, fully base that episode on what happened before, so it's not quite like The Office. Like you know, if you could watch The Office, you don't have to watch every episode before that. You can just like jump episodes or like watch whatever episode you want to watch. But this one is more like. Uh, I don't know. No, I can't say Modern Family. Modern Family is like that too. But, um, I I can't, what what show was like that? I don't know. But, um, I I like it. I would recommend it. It's funny. I'm on, uh, what episode am I I think I'm almost finished with season one not quite finished but I'm almost there um so for the next segment this is the part of the show where I just want to have it open I call it the unstructured structure part of the show like so mostly on the show as you can tell uh you know I was going to talk about sports and I'm going to talk about streaming but this part of the show I just wanted to talk about whatever like I said before I wanted to talk about something that happened in episode four uh lock and key but it's not really about the show it's just something that was said in the show and um, I'll talk to you about it. So on episode four of Lock and Key, McKinsey opens up to Scott, right? And oh shit. Well again, spoiler alert, I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna ruin the show for you, but okay. But um you know, on Lock and Key, episode four, Kinsey opens up to Scott. She shows him one of her favorite memories. It's from her fifth birthday, her dad took her to the aquarium, and then after that scene is done, or after that memory is over. Um Scott kinda gets quiet a little bit and then like he gets excited and Kenzie's like, What well, what's going on? He says he always knew magic existed because the universe is way too complex and random for it not to exist. And that really had me thinking, dude, he said something about the universe and I was just like, This guy has a point, you know, like you know so this this leads me to the open segment which is uh just this is a general question for you guys but something I also want to talk about is do you guys believe in magic or do you think we're just like the only ones out there because like in this in the show there were just like other there was like other elements you know like people were like people but they had you know there were like spirits and stuff some people were like trapped some people decided to like move on watch the show you know what i'm talking about but it's just like yeah, do you believe there's other stuff out there? Cause to me, um, the thing that stuck with me the most is when my my physical science professor in uh, college, he explained it to us this way. He it, we had a big chalkboard, right? A long chalkboard. He put a dot on the board, just a little dot. And he said, this is our galaxy, the Milky Way, all right? And then he was like, and then the rest of the chalkboard is all the other galaxies. And then he was like, do you really think we're the only ones here? and i was like yeah good question dude like i never thought about that until then but you know i started thinking about it and i was like damn and i looked into it and there yeah there's like other planets and other galaxies so i was like it could be possible man who knows right so i was like man so i <laughs> so after you know, like hearing that in that episode and thinking back to that i was like what if guys guys what if right what if after we die we just get transferred to another planet another galaxy, right? And the reason why we don't know about it is because it takes too long to get there. You know, we don't know about that shit. So it's just like, I don't know, guys. That's just something to think about. And also, on the other planet, on the other galaxies that's where all of, like that star wars and avengers shit like multiverse stuff happens right <laughs> can you imagine like you know because it's like how come we don't have that kind of technology I, mean, I know i know guys i know it's made up i know it's imagination but it's like how come we don't have all that technology and stuff like people think of that shit and they turn this like whole fantasy into like a, a real thing like they build a society they build a technology and it's just like we don't have that type of stuff. Like I know there's like state and art, like military grade stuff that like that. Cause I mean, our phones are pretty powerful, right? When you think about it, we have like a lot of power in our hands and our pockets every day. So it's just like, imagine what the military has. Imagine what NASA has, right? Imagine what area 51 has, dude, you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. So like, you know, it's something to think about. I mean, I know it's like wild to think about that or even say some shit like that, but it's just like, who knows, bro. Cause we don't know. Like, you know, it's a unknown unknown, right? (laughs) But yeah, that's just something I I wanted to talk about and leave you guys with. So yeah, that's pretty much how the show is going to be. Um, Thanks for listening, Like, thanks for sticking around or coming back if you listened to it before and thanks for checking me out if you haven't listened to me or knew about this before in the first place. Um, I'm also trying to start a YouTube channel for this and i am going to continue to build on this thing man so you know continue to stick with me as i go through this journey and as the show continue to grow and i appreciate donations likes subscriptions follows you know anything that you guys can do to help promote the show and like help the show grow and i also leave the donation a donation link down here in the description and um that way you guys don't don't you don't have to donate a crazy amount of money you don't have to donate if you don't want to just any little thing counts and i would greatly appreciate it if you know if you guys did so thank you so much and uh i'm uh, i transferred over to anchor so anchor is helping me out with the distribution and getting monetized and the the uh the, the sponsorships so and they also help me out with the donation link so please again donate don't have to be a crazy amount of money anything is anything is great and i greatly appreciate it so thank you so much you've been listening to all you can stream i'm your host Denzel, and take care of each other guys all right peace